feel like I've actually arrived. Yesterday, I received my official seniors card, my seniors discount card. So I felt that I'd actually arrived this week. What a wonderful blessing uh, that was. That means I can go in and say, hey, can I have a seniors discount? <laughs> so uh, I thought the grey hair would have given it away first, but anyway. But uh, tonight, it's, it's a joy to be with you and um, just to uh, share a few thoughts. What I thought we might do tonight is actually um, just uh, go and visit uh, the second part of our actual series that I was doing uh, back in August. You might remember we actually did a series called uh, God of Wonders, and it was a wonderful uh, series. Um, yep, Andrew's already got the first slide up there. And uh, that particular, at that particular time, we dealt with a number of different things associated with the omniscience, the om omnipresence, the omnipower, om omnipotence of God, which, of course, simply means his power, his presence, and his uh, wisdom and understanding. So uh, tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to take that just one step further, and we're going to look a little bit at the human body. And, uh, but before we actually get into that, what I want to do is just recap a little on some of the things that we already have uh, looked at. Now, let me just turn this on. Okay, so if we go, uh, you might remember that uh, at our last uh, time, we actually looked at uh, things like thunderstorms. And of course, the thunderstorm uh, itself talks about the actual power of God. It tells us who, how powerful and wonderful God is in that regard. And a thunderstorm, for example, delivers around about 10 million kilowatts of energy. Just one thunderstorm, which is quite amazing. Then we actually had a look at the heavens. Now, the heavens, of course, in Psalm 19, verse 1, David says, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, do they not? And if we have a look at this next slide, that's uh, the northern lights. And I tell you that when you look at that, it's just absolutely amazing to see uh, the wonderful picture that God paints in the sky for us. Uh, then we had a look at the sun, and we'll just click on there. And we discovered that the sun at its core is actually 14,999,982 degrees Celsius. Definitely fry an egg on that one, without any shadow of a doubt. And of course, we also learnt that uh, 1,300,000 Earths can actually fit into the sun. Well, from the sun, we then went out into space and we had a look at the universe and we uh, found that uh, particularly out in the universe, scientists and astronomers believe today that there's over 200, uh, sorry, 2 trillion galaxies, not 200 million, 2 trillion galaxies out there in deep space. So let's think about the actual immense power of the universe when we consider the fact that we're talking basic, uh, you know, a huge amount of stars and, and so on. Just think for a moment uh, that this, about the sun. It's 93 million miles away from the Earth, but there is a star that actually dwarfs the sun, and it's called Antares A. It's actually uh, around about 10,000 times brighter, 430 times bigger than our sun, and it's 600 light years away from Earth. Now, the interesting thing, of course, is that uh, you see the sun on the right-hand side. That's what actually gives us our warmth. This, uh, this star is actually 10,000 times brighter than our sun. Wow. Now, the interesting thing about all this, as we, as we learned in the first uh, one, uh, when we talked about all this, was the fact that it's all summed up. This whole concept of the universe is literally all summed up by just five words in Genesis chapter 1, verse 16. And what does he say? He says, he made the stars also. Think of the power that's in that uh, star called Antares. And Genesis just sums it up and says, he made the stars also. Incredible. 
Now, of course, there's lots of other invisible characteristics and attributes that we can see through nature, and some of those things are things like just the simple honeybee. Remember we talked about the fact that the honeybee actually produces honey, and who here likes honey? I do. Now, the good thing is that honey itself actually has uh, all the nutrients, all the uh, necessary nutrients that we need to actually survive. It's the one food on the face of this earth that if we, all we ate was honey, we would definitely survive. Um, now, the next thing we looked at, of course, of uh, just a little tiny seed. Who would think that this little tiny seed that actually sits in somebody's hand literally grows up to a tree that's 300 feet tall? Can you, find, can you see the man down there? I don't know whether you can see him. Um, he's just there. So, yeah, 300 feet tall. That's an incredible... And the girth is just incredible, especially when you see them for real. Now, the next thing we actually had a look at last time uh, was the birds, because in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, it actually tells us to behold the birds of the air, does it not? Now, the interesting thing about that is the fact that, uh, that we, we can look at their beauty, their shape. Who's ever seen an eagle soaring? Absolutely majestic, majestic creature. But the wonderful thing about all this is that in the second half of that verse, it actually tells us that uh, God is the one that provides everything that these, and these birds need. There is not one thing that they lack because God provides everything. From there, we actually went to DNA. And uh, don't ask me to actually uh, try and pronounce the word that DNA stands, uh, DNA stands for, but uh, the interesting thing about DNA, we learned that a pinhead, just one little tiny solitary pinhead of DNA, would fill a stack of books 500 times higher than from the earth to the moon. Hard to imagine, isn't it? Finally, back in August, we actually looked at how man is made in God's image. We looked at how man was created with specific physical distinctions. However, man was also created with a spiritual nature. And of course, uh, that meant that we uh, were created as a tripartite being. And no doubt you've heard that term before. That simply means that we have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. And this reflects the image we are created in, and it also it is also that which actually separates us as humans from the actual from the animal kingdom itself, because no animal has a three-part being; they only only humans are tripartite. Now, David, of course, as we know, understood all this, and uh, he was just totally in awe of God. We've just got to have a look at the the Psalms to uh, to see that. Yet even with all this evidence, has anybody ever heard people, even in old age, asking these sorts of questions? Do I really matter? Does my life have purpose? If God exists, does he know that I exist? And if he does, does he even care that I exist? Well, we can get the answer to that in one simple uh, verse and it's found in, in uh, Psalm chapter 139 and verse 14. It's a, it's a resounding yes. God does care. He does know we exist and we do matter to him. We do actually have a purpose because he's created us for a purpose. So when we look at the whole passage uh, in, in that particular uh, chapter, we'll, we'll start to discover a couple of things. But what I want to do first is just read that just read that passage. So if you've got your Bibles there, please turn to Psalm 139 and we're going to have a look at verse 13 to 14. 
And it says this, For thou hast possessed my reins... Uh, sorry, uh, Psalm 134. Yeah, for thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Okay, very, very uh, important statement. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray first and then we're just going to look a little bit at this particular passage and look at the ramifications associated with the human body. Um, and Noah, you might uh, be familiar with some of these things uh, in being first-year medicine <laughs> and that sort of thing. So it's exciting. The thing I love about this is that it's so exciting. When you start reading and you start doing, uh, looking into this and seeing how the human body is formed... It, it just blows your mind. It really does. So let's just uh, open in prayer and then we'll uh, get into it. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Father, that you are our creator, God. You are the one that has made us for a purpose. You have given us uh, the very breath that we breathe in our, in our bodies. And Lord, when we wake up in the morning, we can thank you because you are the one that puts that breath into our body. You give us the strength and the, the ability to go about each and every day. And Lord, as we uh, look at your word tonight, as we uh, take in what is being said uh, in this psalm, Lord, help us to understand that we are truly fearfully and wonderfully made. And so we just commit this night into your hands, open our hearts, our ears, our eyes, Lord, and we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So when we look at the whole passage, there's a few things that actually come out of it, but let's break it down for a bit. Uh, in verses 1 to 6, David's actually declaring that God has literally searched him and knows him. God not only knows the secrets of our hearts, but he also knows our actions and our conduct. We see this in verse 2 where David st states, Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. But as David says in the next part of, the ver of verse 2, Thou, uh, in, in the chapter, thou understandest my thoughts afar off. God not only knows all our actions and our thoughts from our sitting to our lying down to our rising up, he also knows our attitudes and our motives for our actions. Just think for a moment. When you're actually in traffic and somebody comes in and they cut you off, have you ever thought that God knows the bad thoughts that you're actually thinking about that person? Because he does. Makes you think about what you're actually thinking about the person when they cut you off, doesn't it? So God's knowledge of us is so great that it is beyond our finite understanding to fathom it completely. We can only be in awe of it, as David was. In verse 7 to 12, David states that there is nowhere he can escape from God. Simply put, God is everywhere all of the time. Then in verse 13, we see David leading into verse 14 where he says, Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Now, when I actually looked into this, it, I looked at the original Hebrew word and it's really quite uh, fascinating when, when you look at that and see what it actually means. It actually carries the meaning to entwine as a screen by implication to fence in, to cover over, to protect, to defend and to hedge in. What a beautiful picture this is of the creator of the universe when he saw us and knew us before any other eye even viewed us. Isn't that just incredible when you think about that? 
It's not hard to see then how David and why David could pen the words, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So what does it mean to be fearfully and wonderfully made? Well, let's just have a little bit of an anatomy lesson. Okay, so what we're going to basically look at here is from birth right, uh, right through. So at uh, conception, the word conception only uh, occurs three times in the Bible, and that's found in Genesis 3.16, Ruth 4.13, and Hosea 9.11. And uh, if we have a look at this, of course, this, uh, the slide is, is a number of cells. At the point of conception, a single cell is formed. So that's this little one here. That, that cell there is, is formed at conception. And, of course, uh, as time goes on, that, that cell then turns to four and then turns to eight and so on. And, of course, then what takes place thereafter is the sheer miracle of life, where the DNA information, which was in the very first cell itself, goes to work in the development of the child in the mother's womb. Just an amazing picture when you look at a child in the mother's womb. It's, it's, and you see the intricate way in which God is weaving that, that little one together. It's, it's quite an incredible thing. The design, the makeup, the uniqueness of the child is all carried in the DNA code. And the, the DNA, which is at the core of our design and makeup, literally cries out to a creator who knew us before the foundations of the world. So before the foundations of the world were ever formed, God knew that you were going to be born in the 20th century or if you were born in the 21st century, in the 21st century. And he knew exactly what your makeup was going to be and everything. So it's, it's, it's just absolutely incredible. So let's for, just for a few minutes, let's look at the physical aspect of our bodies. Now, let's take the human brain, for example. The human brain has been said of a neuroscientist, David Eagleman. He says this, Of all the objects in the universe, the human brain is the most complex. Another scientist, Wallace G. Smith, in Tomorrow's World magazine in September, September through to October 2014, he stated the vast global collection of objects comprising the internet is expected to include 25 billion interacting devices by 2015. That many connections would still only represent 0.0000 1% of or one ten millionth of the interactions taking place in the ordinary human brain. Pretty incredible, isn't it? So your brain is quite an amazing thing. And another doctor from uh, Duke University, he's a neuroscientist, he said this, the brain is not computable and no engineering can reproduce it. You could have all the computer chips ever in the world and you would not, you won't be able to create a consciousness. So God has created inside our brain a consciousness, which is something that no machine can ever reproduce. Okay, let's just take a quick look at the human eye. The eye is the second most complex organ in the human body. It may, it's made up of more than two million operational parts. Did you know that your eye had two million operational parts? It's pretty amazing which can process 36,000 bits of information every hour. The eye requires no rest. The eye is the only part of the human body that can function at 100% ability at any moment, night or day, without rest. 
The focusing muscle of the human eye moves at about one million times a day, which is absolutely incredible. And the other, one another little interesting fact is that assuming that we had a, f- a flat earth and complete darkness, the human eye is sensitive enough to spot a candle flickering up to 30 miles or 48 kilometres away if the earth was flat and you could see straight ahead. The human hand is another one. The human hand is an amazing piece of machinery as well. There are 27 bones, 29 joints, and at least 123 named ligaments in the human hand. Fingerprints are completely unique to every individual. DNA imprint, that it's, it's an imprint that is different in every single human being. So your fingerprint is not the same as mine, mine's not the same as yours, and, and so on. Our fingers are even more sensitive than our eyes and the fingertips have a large number of receptors responsible for sending messages to the brain. So that, hence the reason why the blind can read very, very well through Braille because the fingertips literally pick up uh, and they're sensitive. So they send the messages then through to the brain as to what the letters are. The human skin is the other... Th- uh, sorry, the, human, the, uh, the foot, the human foot... Uh, is the other thing that we want to have a quick look at. It's got uh, 26 bones, 33 joints, 107 ligaments, 19 muscles and tendons. In a pair of feet, there are 250,000 sweat glands. So next time you take your socks off, don't wonder why your feet uh, don't necessarily smell all that crash hot. Uh, There's 250,000 sweat glands in your feet. Your feet contain more than 7,000 nerve endings which constantly send messages throughout your body. And, of course, the toes are important too, and we all know that without the big toe, it's very, very difficult to balance, is it not? Now, the next thing we can have a look at is the human skin. Our skin is the largest organ in our bodies. It accounts for around about 15% of our body weight. Our skin is blessed with the ability to renew itself The entire skin literally is renewed every 28 days. And then this next one, I I, I thought, well, gee, this is rather interesting. The skin sheds dead skin cells at the rate of 30,000 to 40,000 dead skin cells per minute. So while you're sitting there in your chair, your skin is shedding 30 to 40,000 dead skin cells every minute. Your skin is home to, over, to one th- uh, more than 1,000 species of bacteria. There are five different types of receptors found in the skin, and these receptors are responsible for responding to touch and pain. Now, then we go to the human heart, which is an amazing piece of machinery, uh, if I can use that term, because the mere physical perspective of the human heart is it's a truly amazing organ. Some of these statistics just literally blew me away when I actually uh, looked at them. The average adult, their heart beats, on average, 80 times a minute. Now, let's do some maths, because at 80 times a minute, that means that your heart literally beats 115,200 times a day, This then translates out to 42 million and 48,000 times a year, which in turn then translates out to 3 billion, 363, uh, sorry, 3 billion, 363 million, 
840,000 beats over a lifetime that spans 80 years. That is mind-blowing when you think about it. Not only that, but although the heart only weighs 11 ounces or 311 grams, 311.84, give or take a gram, on average, the, average, the healthy heart pumps 2,000 gallons or 7,571 litres of blood through 60,000 miles or 96,560 kilometres of blood vessels every single day. Do you think your heart's a pretty amazing machine? The heart begins at, to pump at four weeks of... Uh, at four weeks in, uh, in the womb and after, after conception and does not stop until you die. An amazing thing. Now, King David saw... Oh, I'm just going to go back because I want to talk about that one in a, in, a, in a little bit. Now, King David, although he did not have all the modern technology, would you agree that David didn't have electron microscopes and, and things like that to check all this out? No, he didn't. But, you know, he would certainly grasp, he was able to grasp the omnipotence, that's the power and the majesty and the omniscience, that's the wisdom of God through everything he saw in creation. And we saw this, as he said, in Psalm uh, 139, verse 14, where he said very clearly, I will praise thee, for I am am, uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. Then he says, marvellous are thy works, that my soul knoweth right well. So David was 100% sure in his heart of hearts that it was God that put his body together and he knew exactly uh, that uh, God had created him for a purpose. However, with the marvels of modern-day electron microscope, we can also see that God has actually placed inside of us a reminder of who he is and what he's done for us. I touched on this slightly back in August uh, but it is something, it's certainly something worthwhile to, uh, to go back over and have a look at. So tonight we're going to have a little bit of a look. We've, we've looked at things like the fact that our brain far exceeds any capabilities of the world's largest computers. We've seen how he has given us eyes that have over two million operational parts. We've seen how God has created with, uh, us with skin that can renew itself every 28 days. We've, we've seen how God gives us a heart that literally pumps blood around seven, uh, uh, to the tune of uh, 2,000 gallons or 7,570 litres of blood every, every day. Um, so the question that we have to... Is there anything else to discover? Is there anything else? Well, the answer is yes. There's a little cell adhesion protein molecule. Now, you might remember I spoke a little bit about this last time. The molecule itself is called laminin, and it's, it's basic. What, so what, the question that we have to ask is, what, what is laminin? For, and if you've forgotten about what it is, it's actually the steel, like the steel that they actually put in in concrete, and that's what gives it the strength. So the laminin is the thing that gives your body the strength that it does to actually hold together. Because without laminin, your body would literally... St- explode. All the atoms would just literally go off into space. So it is a cell adhesion molecule and it's a protein molecule and of course uh, the, the, the interesting thing is what this is actually shaped like. Let's just have a little bit of a look at it. This is the molecule. What does that remind you of? 
That's the molecule that God has placed inside every single one of our bodies and it literally holds our bodies together. Well, I don't know about you, but the things that come to mind, first of all, are Psalm 139, verse 14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And also Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 to 17. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is above all things and by him all things consist and that's what we want to talk about the fact that by him all things consist that means simply that without christ all things would cease to be Mm, certainly worth thinking about so to think that god has put in our bodies this little reminder now it brings to mind very clearly that god truly is a god of wonders but i mean that's a drawing This is the actual molecule underneath an electron microscope. Exactly the same shape. It's still the shape of a cross. Now, I'm definitely not into symbolism or anything like that, but that certainly gives me an understanding of the fact that God has put a little tiny reminder inside our bodies to tell us exactly that he loves us and that he loved us enough to send his son to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. So... When we, uh, you know, we need to just bear that in mind uh, when we're actually uh, considering some of the makeup of our body. So, to finish up with, um, I think one of the things that I want you to, if we, if we don't, don't take anything else away from tonight, we need to take away with us the knowledge that even before we were conceived in our mother's womb, the Lord had designed our size, our shape, uh, the specific makeup of our body, and our soul. So before we were even created in our mother's womb, God knew exactly uh, what we were going to be like. From the moment we we are conceived to our last breath of life, there is no such thing as fate, fortune, luck or coincidence. So next time somebody says to you, oh, that's a coincidence, just say, yeah, right, okay. In God's world, there is no coincidence. The same sovereign God who knitted us together in our mother's womb and caused us to breathe our first breath of air when we were born knows every aspect of our lives from beginning to end, even when we're getting cut off in traffic, by the way. He even knows the number of hairs upon our head, and Matthew 10 verse 30 tells us that. And he tells us that so precious are we that, uh, you know, God literally sent his son to die on the cross. John 3.16 tells us that. So next time you actually look in the mirror, next time you look in the mirror, instead of worrying about what you see in the reflection, why don't you look toward heaven and say with the psalmist, I will praise the Lord for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yet at the same time, remember that we were also made for a purpose, to bring glory and honour to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and that go, that's right through until we draw our last breath and then on into eternity because we're going to sing praise to God all the way through eternity. So we need to, we need to remember. Instead of actually thinking, oh, my poor body, let's just give praise to the Lord for, for what he has done in in creating us let's just finish the tonight uh this this little message 
with um, Psalm 150 verse 6 and it simply says this, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So let's praise God tonight in our prayer time. Let's praise the Lord when we stand up in front of the mirror after we've just gotten out of bed and, uh, and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me breath today and for giving me the life that I have. So that's, that's just a little thought, few little thoughts that I wanted to leave with you tonight. There is another section to this which actually talks then about the image of God and if, if God willing, I, I have an opportunity to share that with you, well, one day we might uh, look at that. But uh, that's just what I wanted to leave with you tonight. So uh, that brings us, of course, to our uh, prayer.